You and I may be a bit different when it comes to entrepreneurship. While you may have dreamt of all that it could offer, I tried time and time again to actually run away from it. (laughs) I had other plans and running a business wasn't part of them. (laughs) However, entrepreneurship kept knocking and I decided to stop running from it one day and instead see what it had to offer. And I have been pleasantly surprised. While running a business is no small feat, It's downright rewarding once you get it up and running. And today I want to share with you what I've learned that most entrepreneur businesses need logistically to run effectively. I didn't have a plan in the beginning. I did not have any guides and I learned from experience and trial and error. And today I hope to save you some time by sharing my learnings with you. Hey, I'm Stephanie Fager and Empower is my middle name. Well, okay, not really, but it should be. I believe that empowered people empower people and I'm obsessed with empowering you, the nonfiction author, with impactful marketing strategies to help you take your important message and share it with those who desperately need it and want it and will buy it as the owner and chief strategist of the Empower PR group and the author of three books myself, including my new best-selling book, Make Your Author Impact. I have merged my love for reading books and writing books and marketing books to help nonfiction authors with laser-focused strategies and tactics to write books that sell, promote books to those who need and want them most, and build meaningful businesses for empowering messages. Think of this as your one-stop shop for marketing insights from an author who has been there, done that, and understands exactly where you are. All right, get your pins ready because I'm ready to empower you. This is the Empowered Author Podcast. Books mean business, literally. And over the years of helping authors with book marketing support, there is a commonality that I am picking up on and continue to pick up on. And it is actually this. Most authors don't realize that the moment they write and publish a book, they have actually launched a business. Now that business may be contained to a single book and that's totally fine. But for many, that's not the case. In fact, that book or books become door openers to much, 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 much more. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun. In this season of the Empowered Author Podcast, I am really digging and discussing all around how a book can build or grow a business. And today I want to share specific business logistics with you that maybe you should keep in mind as you are building and growing yours. All right, business, that word. I swear for years, I decided would never be a part of my genetic makeup. (laughs) I tried to run away from forming a business. My husband was the one who wanted to be an entrepreneur, not me. I remember sitting down with him and coming up with a business plan on how he as a physical therapist would build a independent practice where he could really make a difference in the lives of other people. I mean, I'm not joking. I literally built him an entire business plan and I sat back and thought, I'm going to be your cheerleader. I'm serious. And yet the opposite has occurred. The moment that I launched my first book, I formed a business and didn't know it. You see, authors started coming out of the woodwork. I don't know if you've seen the TikTok video. It's hilarious. I'll laugh every time I see it of the guy who stops on the side of the road because he sees a small kitten coming out from the grass. And he's like, oh, sweet kitten here. Let me save you. Of course, as a kitten lover, I love that. And then he goes to save it. (laughs) And like, 
like a hundred other kittens come out. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't save them all. It's hilarious. But I laugh because every time I see that, it makes me think of how my business has grown. There was an author or two in the beginning who would come and say, can you help me? And in helping them, many other authors started to uncover the needs that they had with me. And before I knew it, I had a business that was running without a business name, without a website, without any professional form of email. I had no marketing efforts. I had no project management systems or templates or anything that was in place to help make this business run. And yet people kept coming. And as I helped people, more people would come before long. I was in need of a business name and an email system and much more. I wanted to share that with you because there's two kind of ways to look at this. The first is if you actually are finding that you have a marketable solution for a while, you can get away with having a business that doesn't have all the logistics in place. And that might not be a bad thing in the beginning because it will help identify if the business is going to have a long-term opportunity in your life. That's not a bad thing. However, if you know that you have a business in your future, or if you are in the thick of a business and you want it to continue to grow alongside you, getting ahead of some logistical needs in your business is going to definitely make your life and your business run much more smoothly. (laughs) What I'd love to do today is share with you some of the business logistical needs that I learned the hard way in the hopes that maybe you don't have to. I mentioned a business name because years before the Empower PR group was born, I was doing the Empower PR group work with no name at all. I had no name, no logo, no nothing. And I remember I would just send invoices under Stephanie Fager. That's just what I would do is all connected in that way. I was going down the road one day realizing, you know, I probably need to formalize this business of mine and make a name come from it. What was the name going to be? I was going down the road and I had this epiphany that a friend of mine and I always called ourselves the power twins when we would do work together. And it was the cornerstone of how the Empower PR group came to be. I want you to think about your business and your business name. If you have one or not, it might be good to kind of consider a couple of things as you're thinking about what the right business name for you is. Now, for many entrepreneurs, their business name is their name. You know, it was not uncommon for my business name to be Stephanie Fegger or even Stephanie Fegger Consulting or Fegger Consulting. I had debated all of those. None of those are right, wrong, or indifferent. The main reason I chose something different like Empower PR Group was because I was thinking long-term. And I want you to think long-term as well. If you have a business that has been born from the makings of your book, and it is bigger than just you, meaning outside of your own independent thought leadership, it might make sense for you to have a business name that isn't directly aligned with your name. The reason that I bring this up is a point of advice that I received earlier in my business development. And that is think with the end in mind. What happens when you decide you don't want to do this business anymore? What's your options? What's the opportunity? Now, you might be thinking, I want to do this forever. And that's great. You probably will or may not. I don't know. (laughs) But there will be a day when you go, you know, I just want to travel the world or hang out with my grandkids or do something different. And when that day comes, what are you going to do with your business? If you have a business name that is not directly aligned with your name, it may be easier to sell it to somebody or for someone to approach you for purchasing it. 
keep that in mind. And if that's a part of your end game, it might go into the need of how you name your business. Either way, at the end of the day, naming a business has a feeling of professionalism, confidence, legitimacy, right? So make sure your business has a name. Once your business has a name, it makes sense to have a brand that aligns with it. Now, season two of the Empowered Author Podcast is all about author brands, and this has relevancy in authorpreneur brands as well. In fact, many author brands are authorpreneur brands. So having a brand is bigger than a logo, a color palette, fonts, etc. Although all of that goes into it. The brand itself creates a feeling. It elicits a call to action. And having that will help you articulate your business. Now, many people will go and rebrand many times over the course of their business development, and that's fine, but it's not actually always necessary. Having a solid brand that aligns with your goals and ensures that those who need your business are drawn in by it is really the end game. So making sure you have a brand will also help you articulate some of the following additional logistics of a business, such as your website. I do believe that every authorpreneur and every author needs a website. Season four of the Empowered Author Podcast is all about author websites. Take a listen to that because it will give you some insights specifically on different website types and what you might need in your website. What I love about having a authorpreneur website is you control the message and you really drive how people learn about you, what they learn about you, and how you serve them. So I do believe every authorpreneur business needs a website. It can be super simple. It can be a single page website. It does not have to be overly complicated, but there is a level of professionalism that comes when you have a website, not just a Facebook page. Speaking of social media, I actually don't think every business, an authorpreneur business needs to have social media. However, if you do, I think that LinkedIn is a non-negotiable absolutely. You need to have a LinkedIn page. And I also think you need to give consideration to where your target readers are and your target clients are to determine where you want to engage accordingly on social. In a future season of the Empowered Author Podcast, we will go deep into social media. But for now, I'll just have insights about the importance of how social media is a form of engagement back and forth with your target clients. Okay. Once you have a website, you will have a domain that aligns with it. So Sandy and I always talk about how websites are like a home. Your website is a home, you develop it, you love it, but the home needs an address, which is a domain, and it needs a plot of land, which is hosting. So when I talk about a domain, I'm talking about how people find it. What is your URL? Having a website domain that aligns with your business name and or your author or authorpreneurship name will allow you to get an email address associated with it. There's something different from empowerprgroup at gmail.com to stephanie at empowerprgroup.com. And I really believe from a professionalism level, getting a email address that aligns with your business name and website is smart. It's also really professional, increases your credibility and allows people to know that you mean business literally. Now, phone number is another thing you want to consider. Some people prefer to give you a call versus sending you an email. I've learned this the hard way, actually, because we used to leverage my phone number on everything. My personal cell phone number. That's crazy. I shake myself now for doing that. But 
leveraging a phone number is not a bad strategy within a business. I just highly caution you for it to be your cell phone number. Get like a Google number or something along those lines because you deserve balance in life and there is nothing worse than not having it. So get a Google number or something along the lines like that, that allows people to call you or reach out to you if needed, but also allows you to create some balance. I've been asked time and time again, do I need my business to be a LLC or something different? I am definitely not a legal expert or an accountant or anything in between, but I will say it took me years before I decided to make my business an LLC. I do think that an LLC is really smart, especially as your business grows, because it has the potential to really separate you personally and professionally. However, I highly encourage you when you get to the point of considering, should you have an LLC, that you reach out to somebody who does that for a living. They will have lots of really great insights to share with you and help you consider if it is the right next fit for you. Business insurance. This is also something that I have given a lot of thought to. My business does have business insurance, and I do think that you can get business insurance in a way that is very affordable and in alignment with your business needs. Since my business has a lot of web-based connection and extends beyond city or even state and country borders, having business insurance is just a smart business. In my opinion, reach out to an organization or a company who specifies in business insurance that aligns with your type of business and just investigate if it is a necessity in your own business. Again, I am not an insurance agent. I know just enough to be dangerous, but this is something that in my own business I have set up and I have been really grateful for. All right, away from some of those things, let's focus on some other logistics. I do think every business needs a calendar system. Now, I'm not talking about just the ability to go online and put a meeting on your calendar. I do think it's important to consider how can someone get on your calendar without you having to put it on there? I am a big believer in Calendly. There's others like Acuity and beyond, but having a system that you can set up so other people can find time in their schedule to get on your calendar will save you a lot of time. I promise you. There is a free version of Calendly that I used for years, and I highly encourage you to consider getting something along the line if you haven't already. If you do a lot of phone calls or video chats with people, it's probably smart to also pay for like a Zoom subscription. I bought that early in my business as well, found it so helpful and beneficial and worth every penny. But that's only important if you are doing Zoom calls on the regular. So take a moment and reflect back on the type of business you're growing and building. If it's service-based, you might need that. If it's product-based, you may not. Just keep all of that in mind as you're navigating. What are the business logistics that you need? You will probably also need a form of email capture and email sharing. Now, I don't mean in regards to one-on-one emails. When you do that, you can leverage the email address that aligns with your domain on your website. I use Outlook. Yes, I'm a bit archaic like that. (laughs) But what I'm talking about is how are people going to get into your email system so you can market to them or communicate and engage with them? This is different than a CRM, a constituent relationship 
management system. So I am talking about, do you send out, you know, monthly emails? Are you letting people know when you have a new thing coming up, a new workshop? What are you doing to communicate with people a collectively in a larger way? Now, because of spam laws, unfortunately, you can't do that through your direct email service. You will have to find a company, a group where you can do an email management for marketing, your marketing efforts. I still use a free version of MailChimp and it works really great for me. Many email systems have free versions I'm a big believer that you should test before you invest. As you are testing, you are learning what you really need in your system. And when you are ready to invest, you will know what system has what you need. Speaking of CRMs, not every business needs this, especially not in the beginning, but as they evolve, they are so helpful. I utilize Dubsado and Dubsado is wonderful because it allows me to capture new leads. If people are interested in working with me or connecting with me, I can capture their information, have them fill out forms. And that way I'm so knowledgeable about them before I ever get on the phone. It also is a place where I can keep things like their birthdays. If I want to do a birthday card or share information about the types of projects we've done together, it allows me to send invoices and contracts and project movement and all of that fun stuff, right? So a CRM I have found is very helpful in my business at this stage, but it is fairly new in my own business. It's not something I've had for years. So I don't think it's something you need immediately unless you are looking for ways to automate, to simplify, and to ensure everything is kind of interconnected. You could also just truly leverage a Google sheet or an Excel sheet to track of all of your moving pieces of the constituents and the clients that you help. I also had a dear friend tell me very quickly in my business that you want to get ahead of some things in your business before they get ahead of you. And a CRM is one of those tools as is a project management tool. As you're growing your business, you may find that you need others working within it with you. And a project management tool allows you the opportunity to keep track of all the moving pieces, to create templates and ensure that you are being consistent and methodical and how you are working through a user or a client experience. And it allows you to ask for help. I can't imagine not having a project management tool in my business now because it is the way we get stuff done. (laughs) And it's a great communication tool between myself and the other meaningful members of our team. We use ClickUp over here, but there's lots of tools like, you know, ClickUp and Asana and Todoist and Trello. So take a peek. Many of them have free systems and it just becomes a way for you to capture work. I have found it to really run a business. You have to get out of email and only use email as a communication tool, not as the place that work is happening. I had to learn that the hard way. So don't learn from me and find a project management tool that works for you. The last kind of business logistic specifically I want to talk about is having some form of an accounting software, a way that you are keeping track of um, the moving pieces in your financial parts of your business. Many people use QuickBooks for this. There is another tool that I love. It's called Wave Accounting, which is very similar to QuickBooks, but also a fraction of the cost, if any. Leveraging a system that allows you to be aware of your spending habits and your revenue to look at your profit loss sheet and everything in between will tell you a story. I always say your numbers tell you a story too, and getting on top of those will be so helpful in your business. It also is a good reminder that you probably want to ensure you have a separate business checking account for your business outside of your personal 
That is something too, that if you can do sooner rather than later, you will be thanking yourself. A coworker of mine talk a lot about how past Stephanie helps out future Stephanie and past Stephanie and past you will help you out if you have an accounting software in system and working beautifully in conjunction with a business account or two that is separate from your personal, you'll be thanking me later. I'm also a big believer in the book Profit First. If you are running an authorpreneur business, I highly encourage you to buy the book Profit First leverage it and learn from it. It will allow you to create just not a business you love, but a one that is sustainable year after year. Now, those were very specific business logistics that every business needs, but there are some logistics that only your business needs that only you can figure out for your business. And I want to take a second and walk through those too. Many authorpreneurs find that they are leveraging a book to build or grow a business. And many times that business has speaking engagements or coaching and consulting connected to it. I have found that the businesses that have a framework or a methodology or a system in place that supports and connects all of the moving pieces has greater clarity, greater impact, greater focus, and the author and authorpreneur also has greater confidence. Is there a method to your madness? Is there a reason that your approach works? Can you articulate that in a way that is a framework or a method that you can use to help articulate to your future clients or current ones on how you tackle the work and how they should be thinking about things too? A framework can really offer direction. And I have found that almost every authorpreneur business benefits from a framework. As you start doing things multiple times, you will find that you can create some efficiencies in your business. And I like to think of those as templates. What are things that you are doing more than once, maybe on the regular? Is there a way to create a template from it to make your business run more smoothly? I had a friend tell me once, if you say something more than once or twice, you need to write it down and capture it. And same thing in your business. If you are doing it more than a couple of times, probably should create a template to make your life easier. On the other side, finally, take a look at your offerings. What are the offerings that you are creating in your business to help your clients move the marble to have a transformational impact in their lives? This could look like packages or retainer offerings or anything in between. I really want you to not think of your services in hourly buckets because hourly buckets become very limiting as you're growing a business. Instead, think of it as a package offering or even a retainer. Your potential clients are not looking for an hourly service. They are looking for a change. And how can you help them get from point A to point B? That is where your offerings can come in. And having clarity on what that could be also not just gives you confidence, but it makes it easier for you to sell. What I've shared with you today took me years of work to get through myself. Let that be permission for you to not have to know all the things right this very moment, because I know I didn't, but having your eyes opened in the beginning will help you find efficiencies more quickly and set your business up for the longevity that it could really offer. Authorpreneurship, honestly, though, is more than a checklist. It's a way of life and a way that you look at your own life. 
In my new book, Make Your Author Impact, I have a whole section on how a book can build or grow a business, and I have a feeling you may find it extremely useful. I want you to learn more by going to authorimpact.com, and we spell impact with the E-M-P-A-C-T here. All right, empowered author or authorpreneur, you know the drill. I'm a believer that empowered people empower people. I'm also a believer that empowered authors can make their author impact. I have empowered you. Now it is your turn to empower others. 